Welcome to the Financial Fitness Bunny Podcast, your number one stop shop to all things money management. My name is Nicolette Mashile. I'm also known as The Financial Bunny and I am your host sprinkling lipstick on this money pig. Today's book that I have read is called How to Be Debt Free, a simple plan for paying off your debt, car loans, student loan repayment, credit card debt, mortgage and more by Avery Breyer. I actually like this book. Um... Because it's so simple. You know, you know the thing about, about debt, ne? That let, let's forget if you strip debt of everything that we add on to it, so the psychological stuff, our traumas, and everything else, if you strip it, it's a game of numbers. It comes down to numbers. If the numbers are not numbering, somebody lied to you. And that's what this book actually shows you. So I love because she starts off the book with the seven big lies that you have been told about debt. And she's got a quotation in there by Vladimir Lenin. And it goes, a lie told often enough becomes the truth. How many times have you ever heard something that is a lie, but everybody just goes with it? You know, we just all carry on like, yeah, yeah. But, but somebody doesn't stop and say, I boo. Wait a minute. Something, yeah. And I saw it the other day. There was a, a, a news article. In fact, I, I, I screen munched it and I want to read it to you guys. There's a news article that was going around that somebody posted. And everybody else kept posting it, kept posting it. It went, it was from one of the newspapers in South Africa and it read, The monthly repayment on a 2 million rand home financed over 20 years was 11,800 in November 2021 when the prime lending rate was at its lowest at 3.75%. The figure now sits at 20,200. First and foremost, hey. prime lending rate at 3.75%. Was I not living in this country? Where was I in 2021? Because if the prime lending rate was that low, Jana, I would have gone to buy 50 homes. When was the prime lending rate that low? Guys, please, man. Now, the sentiment of this article is true. Yes, the prime lending rate has gone up, right? The prime lending rate has gone up because the repo rate has gone up, right? But it, the numbers are incorrect. When we talk about the 3.75%, I'm assuming they're referring to the repo rate. But the moment you say that's the prime lending rate, you are throwing off this entire article. It makes no sense what is being said here. But because the lie it has a sentiment of truth to it. It gets perpetuated. And I saw people sharing and resharing, sharing and resharing this article. And I was like, Eish. now we must all be sticklers for facts now. But this is not making sense. And this is some of the lies that get told that if it's told enough times, people will start to believe it. But it's important that when you start hearing some of these lies, you must be able to pick up on them very quickly. Things like getting a 30-year home loan is the thing that you should be doing if you can't afford. Taking a balloon payment is the right thing to do when you can't afford. Increasing your interest rates is the right thing to do when you can't afford the monthly repayment. No! If you strip away the reason why 
you want to take a 30-year home loan because you want a house you cannot afford and you look at the numbers that it's going to work out too that on its own should tell you that's not the way to go keeping your home loan because you're going to get a tax deduction so you guys keep paying interest because you're going to get a tax deduction does it make sense is the tax deduction enough justification for you to keep a home loan so there's many things that Avery speaks about in the book but ultimately when it comes to paying off debt the biggest thing that we can never run away from is the fact that the numbers need to make sense you need to know how the numbers make sense you need to know how the numbers work with each other you need to understand the res- the, the, the the relationship between the numbers i'll give you an example a credit card There's a reason why they say make sure you pay off the outstanding balance on your credit card every single month so that you can essentially say you were using free money. It's not free money, still got to pay it back. But at least you pay back what you used and it won't have interest added to it if you paid off at the end of the month. But if you don't do that, they calculate the average daily balance on that credit card and that's what they charge you average daily balance so it's important to understand the numbers and how the mathematics is calculated that's what ultimately Avery's book speaks about if you want to be debt free you can't run away from the numbers you can't run away from the structure of the credit facility that you are using and its rules So how do you really actually use it? And then you got to look at the, fi- the, the 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 methods that have been put together because there's another thing she speaks about, the methods that have been put together to help you managing debt. Things like debt consolidation, debt review, which is debt uh, counseling, refinancing of loans. You've got to look at all of this and ask yourself, debt uh, payment holidays which one is going to work for you specifically because they don't work for everybody it debt consolidation may work for nicolette but it might not work for someone else debt review may work for this person but it may not work for that person debt review has its own rules that debt consolidation might not refinancing requires a certain level of credit score that for someone else it might not it's important to understand all of these things if you are going to go into a, a strategy of how you're going to repay back your debt so today's conversation or episode of yes money does matter I want to talk a little bit about selling your car We often speak a lot about about buying cars and what are the tips of buying a car. So in 2015 I bought myself a brand new Scirocco RVW what what 180k what 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 0260 and in one second that was the car that I bought I was very excited I bought that car. I was very lucky enough to be able to pay it off. 
And I've been driving that car since 2015. I still have it today. It's 2023. I just stopped driving it frequently in 2020 when I bought my next car. Now, I've kept it because we've been told, okay, no, this car has been discontinued. It's going to be a classic one day. Keep the car, keep the car, keep the car. And then I had given it to some of my employees last year and they bashed the car. Not too bad. Something I can fix. But I thought, you know what? Maybe if I do fix it, let me just sell the car. Because to be fair, it is standing right now and I barely use it. Look, it comes in handy when there's something wrong with my other car. Like the other time I had somebody uh, vandalize both of my mirrors on the on the big car. So it had to go in for a week. I didn't have a car. So the VW was very useful. Um, then I had an issue with my, 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 um, I can't remember what it is. Something had disconnected on my car and my car used to just kill power. Every time I'll make a turn on the steering wheel, it would kill power. It was out for another week. The VW, very useful. So it does come in handy, but do I need such an expensive car? Because let's be fair, it is an expensive car, which means, and it's 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 also a, a, the, the brand is also VW, which we know in South Africa with high with high hijackings, it becomes a car that people want to take. So the insurance on it is also quite expensive. So I thought, you know what? Let me go sell it. But I didn't know how to price it. So I went on to AutoTrader to check what are, the, what are other people pricing it at. And I realized that there is something we don't talk about. If you go to the formal structure, so for instance, if you go to the likes of your WeBuy cars, you go to the likes of Wheelie to try and sell your car, obviously they're going to tell you things about book value, they're going to tell you about retail value. Most of them are going to try to knock you. But at the end of the day, if you were to sell privately, we are coming back to a concept of willing buyer and willing seller. So it is about putting the car's best foot wheel in front for somebody to want to buy it. Yes, people will have done their research in terms of checking what is the book value of the car, what is the mileage of the car, how old the car is. But at the end of the day, especially if you're selling privately, it comes down to things like willing buyer, willing seller. But what are some of the things that you do need to make sure that you've got in hand? One, it is understanding what is the book value of your car. Two, understanding what is the market value of your car. Three, understanding what is the retail value of your car. All of those things are very important and you can actually get a report. Like I went into um, um, TransUnion and you can get information on your car. I think Birchmores also gives you information on your car. You can also check, let's say for instance, you want to check whether, if maybe let's say you bought a second hand and you didn't do this due diligence then, you can even get a DECA report so that that is paperwork that when you go to sell your car, you can use to be able to get a good price. So the first thing that is important is make sure that you've got the paperwork. Some people are trying to sell cars they ain't got paperwork for. People are hiring cars and then they want to sell the same cars that they've hired. I don't understand what's happening in this country. Guys, sometimes I think South Africa is a simulation because how are you selling someone else's car that you have hired? How are you selling a car without paperwork? Obviously, let's be fair, if your car is still financed, for instance, right? The person who is who's buying your car, essentially they will need to pay off your financing portion and you've got to declare it. You can't sell a car that essentially you are part owning with a financial institution. Hey. 
And you've got to tell the bank, hello, I'm going to sell this car. Because remember, for any car that is above 250,000 financing, you need to give the financial institution three months notice. You cannot just wake up one day and say, hey, things are bad, I'm going to sell this car. You can't. You gotta give them notice to say, guys, I'm about to sell this car. So which means that I'm going to close this account. Someone is going to come and settle this account. So it's important. And that is actually where you also can get knocked. These guys who buy cars, that we buy cars of this world, the wheelies of this world, they don't like buying cars that have been financed. Because they know the price that they're going to give you sometimes is not even enough to cover the financing portion of it. It's not enough. So it's not worth it. They know you're not going to take that deal. But also it's about if you have paid off your car like me, where's the title deed? Where is the title deed? There needs to be an offer to buy and you as the seller need to agree on the offer to buy and you must sign that offer. Because the, 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 the offer must also indicate what are the conditions of the car. What are the conditions of sale? What have you agreed on? How much have you agreed? People, people do these weird things of buying cars off social media. You see a car that is being advertised. You say, yes, you want to buy it. You transfer money. You have not signed anything. And then you get scammed. Second thing. Your car needs to have a roadworthy certificate. You must be able to show the buyer that the car is roadworthy. You need to hand over those documents to whoever is buying your car. Check also to make sure that before you want to sell your car, you have paid your outstanding traffic fines. It's not fair to sell a car to someone else that has outstanding traffic fines. Now I'm being stopped by the cops. I don't even know why I'm being stopped by the cops. The cops are like, ah, this car's got traffic fines. Now I'm sitting and I'm like, but I bought the car last week, so what must happen now? I went last year to trade my car in. When I traded my car in, I was told, don't worry about the scratches. Don't worry about the scratches. We will buy it and... and and, and the guy was like, it's not worth it paying for the... I was like, hi, Mbo. Now when I think about it in hindsight, that guy blindfolded me. Blindsided, that's the English word. He wanted to knock the price that he was going to give me. Because if you bring your car in pristine condition, looks, first impressions are lasting impressions. So if you bring the car with no scratches, immediately they put you in a different price range. But the moment they see a scratch, they're like, ah, this guy needs a, no, needs a paint job, needs a this, it needs a that, it needs a that. So if you still have insurance on your car and your car has scratch and dent cover, just before you sell, get it done. If you've got windscreen cover and your windscreen is cracked, just get the windscreen paid for. Get a new windscreen. Like for instance, I've got a bumper issue now. Get the bumper fixed. Before you go to the to the to the dealer, get the car washed. Get it washed so we can see the actual color of the car. Some people we don't know what the color of their car is. The white is now looking off white. That time when you bought it, the car the color was snow white, but now your car is looking cream white. 
or we can't see that your car is actually charcoal. It's now looking silver or whatever because it's dirty. Clean the car. Do you know why people love buying cars that belong to old Danis and old Makogos? Because those people don't mess up their cars. They don't eat in their cars. They are de- they are their events smell good. Everything. You feel like you're buying a brand new car. People like to buy secondhand cars, but their car must still feel like it's got some level of newness. There's nothing more discouraging than buying a car and you can feel, oh, these seats, these ones are, oh, they don't feel new. Make sure things are working. Aircon. Sunroof opens. Windows are opening. Empty your boot. Check the oil and water. Make sure that everything is spick and span. Put the car's best wheel forward. It's important also to make sure that, as I said, please guys, don't get scammed. Make sure you know who the buyer is. Because people can send fake proofs of payments, especially if you're buying or selling privately. Make sure that you meet the actual buyer in person. Make sure that money clears in your account before they actually take ownership of your car. Make sure of those things. It's important. Because the high crime in this country, high crime in this country, I'm telling you, I had a, a, a lady who was renting from me, who was sending me fake proofs of payments. I will wait seven days, her money will not clear. I'll call and say, hi, bo, Sisi, the money is not clear. She'll be like, ah, it's because it was over the weekend. I'm like, but the weekend has passed now. She'll be like, ah, it, no, it's a new bank account. You're a new beneficiary. Had to, I'm like, hi, bo, Sisi, you've been staying in my apartment for how long? Why am I a new beneficiary all of a sudden? It's important to price your car correctly. Are you going to go by the book value? Are you going to go by the retail value? Or are you going to go by the market value? Or are you going to play a negotiation game where you price it slightly up and you use now psychological tricks when a person comes and sees it and you're hoping that they don't bypass it because they think it's overpriced. They do actually get into a conversation with you and they're like, actually, we don't mind. And shop around before you actually take a deal. So for instance, I went to Wheelie I then went to We Buy Cars and I got two guys when I say North and South Pole and then I went to VW when I say two North and and VW had the condition of me trading in for them to buy it We Buy Cars low-balled me Wheelie gave me a good price but I was still like "Ah, I want more than this and I was in a desperate position to sell so when they put the money in front of me I was like no until I get my price I don't need to sell. So do some research. And you can use an offer to someone else and say, look, this is the offer that these guys have given me. Come in right. Come in right. It's important that all of these things are taken into consideration. I would say don't rush. Too many of us are rushing to sell our cars because we're in a desperate situation and then we just take any deal that comes and gets put in front of us. It's also important to remember something. You may have loved the lows, the, what was it, when, when you drop your car and then you add weird speakers in your car. 
vous. Some people don't like that. Take away the depersonalization of things in your car. Because you're not selling to somebody who looks like you. You don't know who you're selling to. They may not like the, those weird speaker sounds, man. Please, stop it. Take those things out. If you've dropped the car, bring the car suspension up, please, before you try to sell it. I don't know what y'all are doing trying to bring your cars to the ground. Now your car is bumping as it's driving. We just see the back part going up and down, up and down, up and down. We don't know what's happening. I need to be able to see myself in your car. I don't see myself in a car that goes when the speakers are on and I'm arriving. I don't want that. I don't want that. When so some of the things that we some of the new functions of selling your car or new companies. For instance, I know that we buy cars is doing it now. Wheelie was the first one to see them doing this, where they've got like a function where you can even take pictures of the car and actually upload them. Make sure that the day you are going to take pictures, make sure you borrow a friend's iPhone. Don't use your Android that doesn't work properly. Make sure it's good lighting. Don't take dark pictures. You see how real estate agents will stage an apartment before they put it out for an advert. They open all of the windows. They take sometimes for a house, a big house. They'll even wait until it's night and take pictures from the outside when all of the lights are on because that makes a house look attractive. Good pictures go a long way. Good pictures go a long way. Don't allow weird things in your pictures to just make your car look unattractive. Explain your car. You know your car better than anybody else. So if you're going to sell privately, for instance, make sure you are putting in VW Skiroko R 2.0, you know, 180 kilowatts, it moves turbo. You must add all of those things because if you just are vague and you just write VW Skiroko, someone doesn't know, is it the R? Is it the DSG? Is it a manual? Is it an automatic? So you don't know those things. So make sure that you go wild with your explanation. It's important. Your car's condition. Make sure that you are very honest with the condition of the car. If you know there's a little bump at the bottom and you know this bump, you know what, it's giving me stress. For instance, before I sold my car, I actually went to get my my rims polished. Why? Because let me tell you, I eat pavements. My job is to eat pavements. So make sure that you're getting your rims. Make sure if there is a scratch on the rim, tell people. Tell people. I think it's also important when we talk about mileage, for instance. People don't mind buying a car with high mileage if they know it's a good car. So don't be afraid. Don't hide the mileage. It, 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 it shouldn't be a big surprise to someone. They arrive there, you've made the car sound so good, but the mileage is 200,000 Ks. Awa. Some people don't mind. If it's a good car, I'm telling you, when I first got Kidiboni, Kidiboni was the car I used to drive. If you've watched my, some of my videos, you'll know exactly who Kidiboni is. She was a polo that I had gotten from my sister. And Kidiboni, when I got her, was sitting on 200,000 200, Ks. But Kidiboni gave me a good three. 2012, 2012, a good two, two and a half years of driving Kidiboni. 
I still had a two and a half years of good driving. Look, we had problems. There were days when I had to jumpstart Kidiboni. There are days when Kidibu... But there was also some of the issues that I had caused. I got into... I hit a pavement and the control arm burnt. I bent. I, I, I didn't service it sometimes. So the oil sample was doing funny things. So some of it was was partially me. But Kidiboni did give me two good two and a half years. So it's important to make sure that you 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 take care of those things. I know something that I've learned. If you are going to sell to a dealership, make sure that original parts of the car are still in the car. Don't be there changing the radio and putting in your own radio and then sningning you've changed. No, man. Like now, you know how on a VW they've got those cap things that they have VW badge? Don't put in your own badge that says whoever your name is. I bo, please, man. People want to drive the original of the car. They're buying a VW. It must look like a VW. It must feel like a VW. Not you now personalizing it and putting in your, your own badge there. Eh? Now you've put an R on a car which is not an R. Eh? You put turbo at the back of the car. But the car is not turbo. Come on. Come on. Make sure that all of those things are very, very important. And if you want to trade your car in, a good tip I got given by a dealership was go to the non-dealerships first, get a price there, and then come to the dealership. And whatever price the dealership is going to give, remember the dealership has to knock off a certain amount of money for the time that your car needs to be turned around to the next consumer. So for instance, if you've got, and especially these big cars, they are difficult to move. They're not easy to move. So if you, for instance, have a Range Rover, when they buy your Range Rover, they have to calculate how long. Remember, a car depreciates with time. They gotta think how long is it gonna take for us to move this Range Rover of our of our of our of our thingy of our floor. So they knock you sometimes in terms of how much they offer you, because they're calculating that depreciation, and then they will add it on to the next car buyer. So it's important again to make sure that you've got comparative quotes or offers rather. I want to leave it at that today. Because yes, your money does matter. And the assets that you have bought with your hard-earned money should also matter. Do remember that none of our podcasts constitute as financial advice. But if you are looking for financial advice, I would suggest you speak to somebody who is certified and registered with the FSCA. And in this specific instance, speak to your friends who work at dealerships, guys. If you speak to your friend and it's a normal conversation, they will tell you the truth. I promise you. We must actually do a podcast on secrets of a car salesman. But let's put that on hold. I'll see you guys on the next one. Bye.